Welcome to Inductive Conversations. In this very special episode, we take a journey through our band's mission to deliver the greatest song to ever grace the Inductive Automation Build-a-thon. We talk about the hurdles the band initially faced that inspired them to write an original song for the event. We share the makings of the song Champion and the music video we released for ICC 2021. And we get to know the band members who make the music happen. My name is Joanna Cortez, and I'm speaking with our guests, Kevin McCluskey, Kent Melville, Arnell Ignacio, Mike Stofan, Chris Fisher, Martin Bainbridge, and Dara Claiborne from the IA Department of Funk. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank everybody for joining me here today. Uh, today's episode is live with the, what are we called? The IA Department of Funk. Is that? <laughs> That's what we're going by That's right us. now. <laughs> yeah. I know for a while it was what? Kent and the Ignition 8. Kevin in the Ignition 8. Just Kent. My, Mike in the Just Funky Bunch. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you guys all for being here. I think uh, to start this episode off, we will just go around the room and have everyone introduce themselves and what you do in the band. Let's start with Mike. I am Mike Stofan. I play piano in the group and also sing sometimes. I'm Kevin. I do a lot of things. So I, I play keys, a uh, little bit of uh, guitar. I play a lot of instruments, but uh, traditionally, like I haven't played that many in our group songs. I guess I did the bongos when I did the... That counts. <laughs> that's yeah, right. that, that counts, right? You played uh, bass through rehearsals too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm Chris Fisher. I play the drums and don't sing. <laughs> but you can sing. You don't want me to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Kent, and I sing and don't play the drums. Um, and I uh, uh, sometimes uh, throw in a little guitar as well. I'm Martin, and I play guitar. And I'm Dara Claiborne, and I sing and do vocals. I play a little guitar, but I'm not with, with the band yet. My name is Arnold J. Ignacio. Uh, I play bass, guitar, and I work with the audio. All righty, so... One of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about in this episode was you guys had a song that you wanted to license, right? And then you wrote lyrics to go with like the music and then the licensing fell through. So then you pretty much just had to, what, come up with, you didn't have to come up with new lyrics. You already had the lyrics. We just needed to come up with a new track that yeah. matched the time signature. We needed to come up with new lyrics for the choruses, mm. but right. not for the verses. Yeah, right. So we were uh, we were in the process of of, of trying to to use a song, uh, and in the midst of the process, uh, we ran into a few roadblocks, um, and so we were uh, trying to figure out some alternative things that we could do, and so we ended up writing our own song, both the music and the lyrics. And uh, let me just throw this out there. Mike is amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> Mike thought it would be awesome to create his own song over the course of some <laughs> weekend and sent us a recording on a, we have a group Slack channel, right? And he sent us the recording um, and we took inspiration from that and uh, plagiarized a good portion of it to <laughs> turn it into uh, the song that became Champion <laughs> as forever will be known henceforth. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, as a band, you know, we we don't just do ICC. We've you know done music for other company events and things, and it's been a lot of fun. And so we are looking, you know, specifically with the Build-a-Thon coming up as part of ICC. You know, we wanted to do a song for that, but there are more aspects to just 
uh, the Build-A-Thon than our one musical interlude during halftime, so to speak. And a big part of ICC it has become these training montages um, that we've had the last two years. And Mike was actually thinking about one of the training montages could have a custom song behind it. And so, Mike, I'd be interested for, to hear from you of uh, kind of your mindset there as you're thinking <laughs> about a training montage and how you came up with Champion 1.0. Yeah, so it was kind of serendipitous. Uh, I had a Sunday show up all of a sudden where I had kids out of the house and no other family responsibilities. And so I thought, well, I've been kicking around some like training song lyrics. I've been listening to a lot of Eye of the Tiger recently. So I sat down at the piano and I started uh, playing around with some ideas. And I also, during this whole thing, I had completely lost track of time. So I thought that there was still time to like slip in a custom recording for the training montage. Um, but I didn't because I got the email like the next day that had <laughs> the completed video with everything in there. And I was like, well, I'll send this recording along anyway and see, uh, see if you guys like it or whatever. And then it turned out we couldn't get the song licensed in time anyway, so we had something to start from, which was cool. And Kent had gone through, so for the original song, Kent had written lyrics and he'd, he'd come up with basically uh, the entire, um, all the lyrics of what we were going to be doing, the lyrics for the rap battle and, and all of that. And so what we ended up doing is combining the two, right? So we took uh, Mike's work there for the musicality of everything and then we took what kent had already created uh when it came to the rap battle lyrics and um, massaged some other things into place and champion was born actually i think the timeline was interesting because we had the um we had the the pre-icc event at the office a few weeks beforehand so we'd spent all of that time rehearsing a completely different set of songs and it was we we did that gig and then we had, I forget how many weeks we had left, but we didn't have a lot of, a lot of time together before we had to have this, uh, this recording session. And it was just in that short time frame when we started learning the original song, realized we were gonna to be too late, and then we had to start rallying around and, and figuring out an alternative. And at the point that we had to do that, we only had a couple of weeks. But we already had the constraints of the recorded verses with Kevin and Travis, yes. so we had to make those work. So yeah, we sort of reverse engineered it from there. Yeah, I think those constraints actually helped us. It, yeah, they definitely it meant did. that we didn't start from a blank page. We had structure. We knew what we needed to do for verse one and for verse two, um, and then it's figure out the choruses and figure out the other pieces. And then Mike just randomly sends this recording of something <laughs> that yeah. could slot right in there. <laughs> and that was all something like three weeks before ICC it was mm -hmm. it once the snowball started it it moved quickly we also had I, I don't know how many tracks you had on this Arnell when I did Africa I think it was 14 tracks um total yeah I I think I had 25 20 25 <laughs> I, I mean there were yeah you beat me definitely. <laughs> there were, I mean because you know there were there were multiple takes but then I was layering you know so just from some background you know with Dara and Kent's vocal you know, I doubled up their vocals so that it would fill out. And then when Mike p added his uh, growly vocal, if you will, it, it rounded everything out. So, you know, it, it's just it, in the amount of time that we had just adding those little different elements. I, I mean, I was just, again, amazed at, at the speed at which we put this together because, you know, you know, with what's going on, being remote, not able to like record like on a daily basis, if you will, we were able to pull this together in time for, for the conference. So... 
but I mean, it was it was a great experience, and I'm glad you know I'm working with a great team of people here. So it's it's just fantastic. I actually didn't realize that they started from two separate things. I didn't realize that it was supposed to be for the training montage, and then a rap battle was a separate thing. I thought this whole thing was the big plan from the beginning. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, when you think of a rap song. Uh, I I think when you think of the choruses, you've got kind of a, a hip hop feel you'd expect, or like a R and B feel, or something that goes more in line with the rap. And when we we're if you go back and listen to the track Champion and you hear the chorus, you'll you'll be able to tell that it maybe originated from a training montage. And we we talked as a group and we said, does this fit? Does this work as a song of having this um, awesome rock chorus um, versus you know? this rap uh, middle part, whatever that was, the rap there. And uh, eventually we said, we're not trying to make a, a mainstream, you know, song that everybody could hear on the radio. No, no, this is the IA Department of Funk. And so if it's a little funky, that's <laughs> right up our alley. And uh, we were really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, and it certainly did turn out really, really well. I was wildly impressed with everything that you guys were able to put together, especially since you had to, what, rewrite the music too. It wasn't just the lyrics, right? Yeah, we wrote a whole new track, and we had to keep in mind that we recorded footage uh, prior uh, according to the tempo of the original song. So this new song that we had to produce had to match that same tempo, and it was great that we were able to pull that all together. I'll bet Chris remembers what it is. I believe it was 95. I want to say it was 95 BPM, yeah. It was cool. Uh, we When we kind of were building the song uh, together as a band, we... We knew the the BPM of the original song that we were trying to parody, and we knew what the chorus was because Mike had graciously provided that. <laughs> so uh, we we just we kind of mashed the two together. We made a scratch track with that BPM, and then we went and sort of jigsawed it all together, uh, knowing what the tempo was, knowing what the chorus was, and uh, it worked out really well. Um, it was a mixture of luck and and I would say some innovation. And my favorite part of it is that the rehearsal where we made this decision to go with plan B um, and to use Mike's song, uh, Mike wasn't even there. Um, <laughs> and so we had this recording that we were listening to on cell phones and we we're like listening to it and we just, Chris called it Jigsaw, you know, so we tear apart his song and we create this amalgamation and just hoping that um, when Mike gets back, he'll approve of what we've done to his song. And did you approve, Mike? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was pretty floored. I thought that uh, it would just go nowhere, basically. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, very good, Mike. We'll put that on the fridge right here. Now let's get back to business. But uh, no, I was stoked, yeah. Um, yeah, I forget what it was. I don't know if I like had vacation or a family obligation or something. But yeah, I wasn't able to make that rehearsal. Um, so I just kind of sent it off on the Slack channel in the blind and then listened to the, the uh, session recording a couple days later. And yeah, I was totally stoked. I think you didn't send the, um, the codes along with that. So while we were listening on the cell phones, we had Kevin playing along, trying to figure it out yeah, with yep. a piano and then calling out the chords. So he was shouting out the chords. I was trying to figure out where best to play it alongside. And we figured out how to play the song like that. I wanted you to get some ear training in, you know. <laughs> good practice. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mike. That was for us, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, appreciate that. The whole process was, was great. I mean, we, we laid down the tracks. Um, Chris recorded it remotely. Uh, so did I. Um, and we locked that in. Um, we had to go back and forth on the drums trying to figure out how to get like some of the, the elements to, to pop out. And so we got that figured out. Then I laid down the bass track for that. Um, then we proceeded to record Martin's uh, guitar parts. Uh, 
we mic'd up his amp and we had an environmental microphone that picked up a 360 image and we were able to use the reverb of the room to get that nice sound. Uh, and it was just great to, to hear Martin play the solos and the rhythm and we were able to lay those tracks down. Um, and then we were at Kevin's place and then we recorded a good majority of it. Uh, you know, the lyrics, Kevin, Travis, Kent, and Dara, laying all that stuff down. It was really great. And we did that like <laughs> in, into midnight. That was a long day. <laughs> but it was, it was fantastic. Um, and then I got uh, the recording parts from Mike um, and he gave me the, the organ part and the piano part. And then he gave me this extra part. I think it was like, I don't know, vocal seasonings or I don't know if that's the correct term <laughs> that he <laughs> <laughs> but he gave it to me and you know as I started mixing this the song together and listening to all the elements he had this whisper that he did and I you know he, you know I think he was joking around with it but it actually worked really well like when I laid it into the track and just played it I was like oh this is this is it this is what like because it comes out of nowhere but it's really present in the midst of that whole entire mix but it, it was great that we got that all recorded in, in that amount of time I was wildly surprised when I got the final tract and I heard the champions. <laughs> <laughs> we also uh, made kind of a last minute change when we were recording for the very beginning part of everything. So we had the spoken word part there and I, it was it was working okay-ish. I was, I was the one who had done it, but we know that Mike makes up some crazy stuff when you put a, mic <laughs> yeah. when you put a microphone in front of him. So um, we, we wanted to see if he'd be willing to do it. And uh, he was a game. We had a number of outtakes there. I think it was uh, something like two champions, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. two coaches, one baked bean burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I was very hungry. <laughs> I did get a burrito. And you did get a burrito. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because we talked about writing a script for him, but Mike said no. He's like, it'll, it'll be better if I do it on the fly. So, <laughs> And it turned out great. And coming back to, you said, you know, the whisper of champion, I think, we haven't talked about the music video yet, but the best part of the music video is there's the axe throws. And right after a, an aired attempt of uh, sticking the axe, this whisper of champion <laughs> cracks me up every time. Right as the axe bounces off. The... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't, Ken pointed this out, I was not trying to like make you look bad. I swear I was just a bad videographer and I missed the times when you definitely hit the target. You know, it's funny. I, I later went back and, uh, you know, people, Kent, you'd asked people, who do you feel like won the rap battle? And it was it was about 50-50. Um, I think a good portion of the people who thought Travis won was because I lost the axe throwing in the video. <laughs> <laughs> it all came down to that. Travis, Travis really stepped up his uh, rapping skills for the song as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty great to see him uh, work through that. Yeah, I was wildly impressed, yeah. Because, Kevin, you had, like, a team of people... For your rap battle, you were over there with uh, Flexware Innovation. How did that? How did that go? Getting everyone up on the stage and oh, that was fun. That was uh, that was the whole Ignition team who was up on the stage when it was. Uh, there were a couple of shots of being on the stage, and it's right around the corner from their offices. So we were able to just use it later that night. There was a, a comp for, uh, or like a whole concert that they were doing, like a, a con concert in the park type of series that they had going. But we were able to steal the stage and use it for what we needed. 
yeah, the, the Flexper folks just rallied behind it. Um, Kent had already written the lyrics. I was up like the night before trying to get my meter down, get the uh, delivery that I wanted for everything, because I knew that th as soon as I record it right here, that locks it in. That's exactly what it is. So I'm going through. Kent wrote the original lyrics. I changed my lyrics somewhat to make it my own. Um, it's probably 50-50 between what he originally wrote and uh, the pieces that I put in there. Yeah, that, that was it. That was it. So after going out to Flexware, the lyrics were exactly as they were. <laughs> it was locked in. And, you know, I, I know everybody thought we were freestyling during the actual song during ICC, but that wasn't the case. I sure hope people saw the training montage videos before they actually saw the music video. Otherwise, <laughs> there was a lot of people going, why is Kevin dressed as Mr. for <laughs> <laughs> right. the rap battle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. So uh, I've had a, the opportunity to write some lyrics for a couple ICCs now. Um, you know, the first year I, I started writing lyrics uh, was on stage in 2018. Um, and for that one, it was very focused on highlighting the new perspective module that we were releasing. And so talked about, you know, responsive screens and other things. And it was fun to, to take a song and to, to make it all about ignition. Um, and then in 2019, we wrote the lyrics. And once again, it was about how Ignition is the best software and the, you know, nothing else compares. You come to 2021 after a year of frustration for the entire world, and suddenly the lyrics had very little to do with the Ignition software, and it was just uh, an attack of, you know, Travis and Kevin just <laughs> destroying each other. And uh, uh, we'll have to see if uh, in future ICCs the lyrics come back home and are uh, more focused on the software again. <laughs> I like the direction it's gone. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know where we go from here, but this was a lot of fun. Um, as a side note for any Star Trek fans out there, there's a, there's a little nod to you in uh, one of my lyrics. I don't know if you caught it the first time, so you might want to listen back through if you didn't. You, uh, you talked about how there was this progression of like singing mostly about ignition and then writing lyrics a lot, kind of going head to head in this competition. Do you have any ideas at all for what you might want to bring into the future? Are you going to bring more ignition into it or are we just going to stick with this competition? And if we bring in competitors again next year, are we going to make them go head to head in some kind of a, I know we haven't really talked about it much. I'm just curious to know what people would like to see happen. I'll make a quick comment and I'm excited to hear everybody else's uh, thoughts because as you said, we haven't talked about it too much, but what's been fun is that the build-a-thon has grown uh, each year. And so, you know, in 2018, it was just me singing on stage. 2019, we had the whole band. Um, and then, you know, this year it obviously grew as we brought in integrators and things. Um, and so uh, whatever it is next year, um, we'd love to see it be bigger again, um, whether that's bringing more people from inductive automation uh, involved or more people from the community. Uh, you know, bigger is better. Uh, so uh, interested to see how many people we can pull into this. You know, I, I don't speak for the whole band, but I would love for whatever we do in 2022 to be live. Yeah. Uh, On stage, hair center. If it's uh, in person, you know, if we actually have something like that, we can... Yeah, we've got the skills. I mean, everybody in the band uh, is is fantastic. When when we were first putting the band together, so I'd, I'd pulled the whole company and had um, said, hey, if you want to be part of this, send a recording of something you've done recently. And so we kind of picked the creme de la crop of uh, folks at Inductive Automation. And, you know, we have a fantastic group here. 
you know, our company's growing too, right? And so as our company grows, there's many more people. And to Kent's point, you know, a lot of these people who are coming in have musical experience. And Dara is one of our, is our most recent addition, who's, uh, you know, been been fantastic with the band as well. And we've uh, really appreciated her being here. We, we did another event that wasn't about this, um, that was a company event where we had eight songs set that we put together um, and Dara led a number of those songs. Um, Dara, you haven't said much. Yeah. Do you want to chime <laughs> uh, in? I'm the new member and um, it's been great. I At first I was like, oh no, I'm the new, new newbie. So, um, but it's, uh, it's welcome. I felt I have felt welcome so far, and it's been great just to see everyone's skills and talent. And um, it, we had a company event uh, not too long ago, and that was just fun in itself, uh, setting it up, uh, you know, working with Arnell and getting the sound and just uh, preparing those um, songs for the event and just the rehearsals too. Um, they, they were great, and everyone's personality is awesome. It just fits. and. It makes makes you laugh and um, and you just feel welcome. So it's been great so far. And just jamming, jamming with um, just. I remember the first rehearsal. So what do I do? And I just like I just went in it and just we just sang. I think uh, Kent and I we started singing and uh, um, so that was fun. And I would say one of the best moments <laughs> from the the recording uh, for Champions was when we went to the Batcave that Kevin <laughs> has. I didn't really think it was a Batcave until, I don't know about you, but once I walked in, I'm like, oh, there's actual bats. <laughs> but they didn't buy or anything. They were great. Um, but it was it was pretty cool. It would have been awesome to get that shot and of the bats. But either way, it was awesome. We did record in there. Um, uh, did, was there a piano in there? I can't recall. Yeah. You were like straddling the hot tub, holding <laughs> up this giant keyboard. It was great because we were trying not to. It, there was just enough space that we wouldn't um, fall in there but that was great I, I really enjoyed that and the little house uh, session we record in there and so um, so yeah it's been great and just to help with vocals and uh, be part of the IA department of funk <laughs> and a little bit of keys yes and a little bit of keys yeah exactly so um, and I do play guitar um, I was telling uh, Martin, uh, Martin a little rusty but just got to practice a little bit more so I didn't uh, see the bat myself, but I definitely heard all of you screaming while I was outside. <laughs> the I was like, what's happening? I just hear everyone, bat. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone was asking me, who the heck has a, a spa in their, in their basement? <laughs> <laughs> their basement. Nobody knew what that what looks was. looks like this. a basement. It yeah. looks like we're underground in like a hot spring. That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It's fun. As a group, we were maybe a little too creative at times. We come up with all these ridiculous shots and things for music videos and then we drag joanna around and be like yeah so we want to film in this dark cave and then we want to film in this tiny house and she's like how am i going to get a good shot of these like weird awkward spaces but she always does it she does a great job that was pretty fun i i think my favorite part was uh having martin and mike do the uh i don't know what you call it the Music, mu the music off the solo battle. The, the, yeah, yeah the solo battle in this tiny, tiny dollhouse <laughs> that Kevin has, and oh, you yeah. guys were just crammed in there with your instruments. And Mike, you were a trooper carrying that thing around, yeah. and <laughs> playing it nonstop. That was pretty fun. I like that in the moment we decided. I don't know if maybe you guys had discussed this beforehand that one of you was going to represent Team Travis, one of you was going to represent Team Kevin, and kind of like wear the headbands and go head to head while you're playing. That was fun. Yeah, I think I think that just happened at the 
at the last minute, it just suddenly seemed obvious when it came time to shoot that part of the, of the video. I'm curious if anyone else has like a favorite part, either, either recording or filming that stood out to them with this whole thing. Getting in the pool because it was really hot that day. <laughs> That's right. And you definitely got in the pool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that got the biggest laugh at the live event when you were playing. You just fly back. Yeah. And I was like, well, now the continuity all off because <laughs> now you're soaking wet through every other shoot. No regrets. <laughs> Joanna, that was uh, your crab right that i was on oh lobster? yeah it was a lobster yeah. <laughs> that was fun that was pretty funny uh leaving the house with that my kids were like why is mom going to work with a giant inflatable lobster <laughs> you never know what you're going to need when you work at inductive automation <laughs> it's very true especially around build-a-thon or uh, icc and we got to shoot these awesome music videos exactly. so I think during the um recording the the vocals that was one of my most impressive sites because I wasn't uh, recording the vocals I was just watching you guys do it but everybody moved outside in the middle of the middle of the night it was like 10 at night or something yeah set up all of the all the gear then everybody was recording those tracks on the recording outside in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere basically (laughs) yeah it was a it was a better spot for recording um just for context the the big room that we practiced in there um, is great for reverb um it's also not great if you don't want reverb. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, it ended up adding a lot of room feel to things. And so for you know, Martin's stuff was all recorded in there and that sounded fantastic. Um and if you had vocals that were recorded in there, it would have uh, flavored everything. And I I don't think I've ever heard a rap battle with reverb before. To talk about the Martin's guitar, I just want to touch upon that. So, you know, normally when you add just reverb and post production Actually, that was all the reverb from that room. So we mic'd up his cab, and uh, he was also direct in, I believe. I forget if I was direct in, but I was, I was definitely mic'd up. Oh, no, no, you were mic'd up twice. So Yeah, yeah and we had a far... We had a, Mike had a, really, uh, like a special microphone that had a 360 pickup on it. So we mic'd up the cab, mic'd up the room, and I was able to get like a really good, good like environmental tone from, from his guitar. So it was, just, it was just nice. Like overall... There was not a lot of processing that had to be done to the music or to the vocals. It was just nice that everything kind of fell together at, at the time it did. So it was just it was just a great experience. I mean, yeah. uh, you probably if you're listening, you're probably um, getting the feel or understanding that Arnell is actually the one who put all of this together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went through and did all the recording. And in the past, um, you know, way back when we did the Africa one, I did all the post-processing on that. This year, Arnell did everything. And I, I think probably did a better job than I would have <laughs> with, my, <laughs> with the time I had available. I mean, it's uh, I, I think it came out great. And I, I was very impressed, and I'm seeing nods around this room here. Uh, I think we said it before, but well done, Arnell. Thank you. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> My kids love that song. They won't stop singing it. And <laughs> every, so after, after I finished you know, just doing the master mix and then getting it uh, on, on the, uh, the home stereo, that's all they want to hear. So every time I come home, they're like, we want champions champions i'm like all right well we'll put champions on and they 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 sing it even without the music like i'll be walking down the hallway and i hear in their room and champions of the build i'm like oh my gosh but that's the thing like the the other cool part is we wrote a song that kind of it sticks with you you know and people really liked it and 
you know, they, they want to know where they can get it. They love it. So that's my favorite part of mine. It's just seeing them enjoy something that we, we created. So, yeah. That's really awesome. So my favorite part has to be back to the flotation devices inside the pool. Uh, Travis was on his swan or whatever that was. And unicorn. Yeah. It was a unicorn. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. He's on his unicorn. And he kept slowly drifting out of the shot. <laughs> yeah. And so we kept having to go back, like, where's Travis? And pull him back in. And uh, um, it was the best to see Kevin trying to swim on his lobster, chasing the unicorn to go bring back the unicorn <laughs> and almost falling into the water every time. And so, um, um, yeah, that was uh, definitely a highlight for me to watch uh, how helpless uh, we were on top of the water. While you sat in your dinghy with your oar. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you've Gotta had the paddle. paddle. Yep. <laughs> I I feel like it's worth bringing up for people who have either already seen the music video or haven't seen it yet, and will definitely watch it after this podcast episode. I feel like we need to explain what the uh, we had a little shameless plug in the music video at the bookstore. Kent, you want to explain what that was all about? Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, inductive automation, we're based here in Folsom, California, historic Folsom, downtown Folsom. There's a store called Ruby's Bookstore. Ruby's Bookstore is uh, actually owned by Carl and his wife. And so uh, for us to go and do the shameless plug for their bookstore is uh, kind of a, a nod to uh, people that are uh, integral in our business. And we wanted to uh, highlight their business. But uh, yeah, so now in future ICCs, uh, once we can be live in person again, we would love to... Uh, have everybody go and check out the bookstore and see how awesome it is. Kevin, that a challenge to you. I know that in a previous ICC, you uh, you know, made a, a whole project where people had to go around Folsom to go check in at different spots. So the next check-in will have to be Ruby's Bookstore. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, when we first released Perspective, that was uh, a little hidden Easter egg that showed up on the app that people didn't even realize was there. Um, until the second day of the conference. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of riddles and stuff. That, that was a lot of fun to put together too. But yeah, Ruby's Bookstore. Um, that, that's a freebie if we uh, do one of those again. That was fun. We just went up and down Sutter for that music video. And we just felt like, let's go in the axe throwing place. Let's go in the antique shop. Yeah. Let's go in the game store. Let's go. Yeah. That, that was my favorite part of the whole thing was just going up and down Sutter Street and recording all of those and uh, being able to drop the mic and <laughs> 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 that, you know, that, that moment, and the, the bridge, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that whole thing was a lot of fun walking down the street and getting video of all of that. And Kent was with us pretty much the whole time there too um even though he's not in many of the shots i was the one laying on the ground ready to catch the mic after kevin That's drops right. the mic <laughs> giving away all our secrets yeah. <laughs> no Movie mics magic. were harmed in the filming of this music video um and on that bridge there's a there's another music video that's been filmed on that bridge right which artist was that papa roach papa roach exactly so we are treading on the same path as legends <laughs> <laughs> we're in good company <laughs> Yeah, I guess we could we could go around and see if anybody has thoughts about next year, about 2022, about genres. Um, this is on the fly. Nobody's prepared for this, um, which is something that I love to do to the band. <laughs> 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 I'll speak from for myself first. Um, I'd love for us to branch out in terms of genre as well to kind of jump to something else. So we've done a couple of them something that is completely different from everything else because we've got we've got a 
team. We've got a band that is good enough to do just about anything we want to. So, and I'd also love another original. I'd love it if we could uh, make something happen along those lines. Something not in E flat would be good. <laughs> All right, I'll do something in D sharp just for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's a musician joke. Huh? So, you know, every year it's funny because I, when we were doing just covers, I'd, I'd go and take a bunch of songs and like propose them to the group. And two genres that I think would be really fun that have been shut down every time is I think a country song would be really fun and also a yeah you can see why it gets <laughs> shut down every year and then uh also um a musical theater style song could be interesting which would be perfect if we do it live oh man and we get a bunch of singers out there oh man choreography oh, yeah. it's gonna oh. be big the whole thing oh. yeah. t-shirt cannons costumes yeah suddenly seymour <laughs> actually yeah i was thinking of musical theater or opera or something or um i forgot what's frank sinatra's genre that would be fun big too. Band. crooner oh yeah, crooner, yeah. big band uh-huh. or maybe some some spanishy stuff but yeah the first one was the musical reggaeton. oh that would be <laughs> there fun we go. <laughs> who would do the reggaeton part the rappers <laughs> there we go so watch our careers page for a choreographer <laughs> to show up and other things as we yeah. look to make next year awesome. I still want to get like everyone out in the parking lot, like all everyone, like all the staff just out there and just get like a drone and fly over and just everyone's doing very simple steps, like kind of to the right, kind of to the left. That's where, that's where I live. <laughs> flash mob. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or thriller. Oh, that would be that would be fun. Something like uh, from Daft Punk, that genre. I've been listening to this band called Parcels. They're from Australia. They live in Berlin now. They actually collaborated with Daft Punk, and so they have this whole album that they came out this past year, and that's all I've been listening to, like nonstop, because it just just keeps going with that same sound. So it's kind of like that driving downbeat electronica. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's all it's all you know instrumentation. Like it's not they're not like they have a few keyboards and pianos but it's just this whole band that's just locked in it's just a really good thing to listen to the the genre that i've been shut down on for us covering has been uh like the uh speed metal um i don't think anybody's <laughs> really gone to that you know marketing spends so much time deciding the theme for the conference every year and we get these icc committees together it sounds like we need to incorporate what the music genre style is going to be to uh, coincide with the themes that we pick every year and then branding and you guys can all, yes, we'll get this very, very aligned. I kind of like that. Yeah, I think it'd be fun if we came up with a thematic song for ICC. Not promising anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the you little, heard it here. Uh, little, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I, I think there's a possibility that the folks in this room might be interested in throwing together some backing tracks for those types of things for 2022. So... 2022, our first EP is going to be released for ICC. (laughs) All of the above. I'm curious, just because this is something that I had experienced, is it weird to try to explain the the why we're doing this to people outside of the company? Curious if anyone else like ever experiences that with their family who maybe don't know why this is happening for the company. My my extended family is yeah has been. Very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because we're not a direct consume to consumer type of company, you know, where, uh, you know, for marketing and branding, when you're trying to get to consumers, 
you know, it makes more sense to have the social media presence to have, you know, uh, a viral sensation, you know, take place. Uh, whereas we are more of a business to business kind of a company. And so I think that's part of where the confusion stems, where people are like, how, you know, how is that part of your marketing to make a music video when it's business to business? And I think for me, it boils down to even business to business is still people to people. And so, you know, we're trying to get that community and trying to build what Steve calls the de facto standard. You know, we're trying to be that de facto standard and a de facto standard isn't just based on you know, the technical capabilities of a product, but also a, a culture that people want to buy into. They want to use a product because the product is cool. And uh, I like to think that the IA department of Funk is the cool factor of inductive automation's ignition <laughs> software. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity, especially in the space of industrial technology. You know, it's if you look at all the social media, all the content, everything that comes out in this space, it's very like structured, very, you know, I wouldn't say like behind a wall, like there's a, there's a, a visual that's presented. And then having the, as Ken has mentioned, having that ability to have like a business to consumer company, having all of this talent that's behind it. And I think it brings a lot of that human aspect that there are people behind the software and that we're incredibly creative. And then we are passionate, not just only on the software, but also with everything else that we do and that we, we understand the people that we work with. So I think, yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to show that. And it's unique, you know, software is unique. So is the people behind it, so. And it's cool that we're all from different departments, different divisions within inductive automation and we're able to come together after work and, and throw this together. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to have this project that's work related, but didn't really see it as work, so to speak, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, to spend time with all these people that normally at inductive automation, I wouldn't have had the chance to get to know so well. And in those lines, you know, shout out to Inductive Automation for letting us go crazy with this. You know, uh, I think that part of what makes the Build-A-Thon so valuable as part of ICC is it gives us an opportunity to show the whole Ignition community the culture that we have at Inductive Automation. You know, we, we work hard and we play hard and that we are very methodical about a lot of things we do with the software. We're very, you know, careful about our releases and the uh, new features that we roll into the package, making sure that they're very driven on specific customer requirements and things like that. But at the same time, we have this culture of like, let's throw together a song and put it as part of ICC and, and have fun. And, and I like working for a company that can do both, that we can do the serious work part really well but we don't take ourselves so seriously that we can't let our hair down and, and rock out. I think it's also kind of cool that the song largely came together remotely, which is how we've been working for the last however many months. And I mean, it's, it's really cool. We, you know, we would come together safely, talk through it, and then everybody would go their separate ways. And everybody kind of knew their piece, how they fit into the bigger picture. And, you know, again, we were able to make it work kind of like how this whole mess got started back in March of 2020. And, and the song is somewhat reflective of that, certainly in the process of, of how we made it. So it's, it's kind of cool. And it was pretty incredible that we were able to pull it together after hours, you know, because we all still have day jobs. You know, none of us were hired for our musical talents at Inductive Automation. We've got, we've got the band and we keep referring to it as the band, but I don't think it, it should be treated as a... A static thing. It's not like this is the band. We have our band now. See ya. 
It's like we, we have this version of the band, this group of people. We have other musicians at the company that we know about. We have other people with uh, interests in audio and related things, choreographers. All of this should be shared and people should feel free to come and join in too. You know, it's not an exclusive club of just us. Just, we just happen to be the ones who are here right now. You know, we're going we're gonna to change and evolve and grow and who says we just have one band? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be aligned with our product releases. So, you know, yeah. my Department of Funk version 2.3, 2.4. They're just different band members that are there, you know. Every five weeks. Every five. <laughs> and the quartet is the IA Department of Funk Edge. There we go. I volunteer to play the cowbell if you ever need, like, just. You're in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also like to say, you know, while our, the music that we created was, was great, the visual, Joanna's work on the video from everything that's been produced for ICC and the timelines that we've had, just phenomenal. That can't be over mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joanna is an amazing, amazing person. And, you know, everything wouldn't have come together how it did. Such a short timeline, so much to do. Working weekends uh, leading up to all of it to just get everything together and make it shine and view uh, an eye toward the artistry behind all of it. It's It's been amazing to work with you, Joanna. So um, the world needs to know. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> we are not worthy. <laughs> no, I appreciate you saying that. I'm like, I, I have a ton of fun doing this and uh, you guys make it very easy because you're very talented and there's a lot of hardworking people here. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone and not just for being here to record this podcast but it's just an immense amount of work that you guys put into this event the last couple of years it's been just it's just been insane and I feel very very honored to be a part of it to get to watch you guys write these lyrics and play this music and hopefully perform it live and as somebody who is not musically talented in any capacity I don't know how you do it thank you thank you thanks thank you. thanks Joanna for those of you who haven't seen the music video yet, make sure to check it out. It is on our YouTube channel. And then also be on the lookout. We're we're planning to put the uh, track up online. So yeah, just keep your eyes peeled on that and we'll let you know when it's ready. $20 on iTunes. <laughs> 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 Worth every penny. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this special behind-the-scenes inductive conversations episode with the IA Department of Funk. We are excited to announce that you can now download the song Champion for free from SoundCloud. Don't forget to subscribe to our company newsfeed so you'll always know when we release new content like this podcast. And remember that if you would like to be a guest on our podcast to sit down and chat with members from Inductive, please reach out to us at podcast at inductiveautomation.com.